It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. Yours truly, Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India RE. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. America's Got Talent wrapped up their season finale this week. One of Simon Cowell's favorite groups, the Players Choir, made up of former and current NFL players. We've got two of the members of the choir. Talk of music and football. Cafe Mocha begins now. Angelique, Lonnie, Love, Yo-Yo, back together again. End of the summer. Hi, ladies. Hello. How was your birthday? (laughs) Oh, God. You know, Leo season. I'm not ready to give it up, of course. Hey, it's over, honey. I know. It's over. The Virgos are here. (laughs) Much more easy to get along with, by the way. Listen, I read a post that said, if you are looking for three signs to defend you in an argument, who would you go get? And the post said, a Capricorn, a Virgo, and an Aquarius. Now, what three would you go get? Well, being a Capricorn, I would go get a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Lottie? I don't know. Probably a Cancer. I don't know. Because you're a Cancer. Yeah, yeah, but you, uh, but you guys are so sweet. But I love cancers, warm and and reliable yeah, I, I, and a cancer for a fight. No, nah, cancers are lovers. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for yeah, negotiation, yeah. you bring a cancer in for a, a, a sound negotiation. Right. I, I like what they said. A Capricorn, a Virgo. A Capricorn is going no holds bar. A Virgo is going to make you feel stupid. And an Aquarius is going to be so blatantly honest that you don't even want to talk to them about anything or argue with them. (laughs) So, So what's been up, guys? Goodness gracious, everything for me. I know I'm at the end. We just wrapped on Hip Hop Treasures. I'm so excited about that on A&E and more to come about that. And I'm headed back to Chicago to finish filming the series of... uh, Saturdays on Disney Plus and just still traveling and working. That's getting good. the night ready for college. Woohoo! Oh my yeah. God. Where's she going? Yeah, right. Seton Hall. Sinai's, she ain't there yet? She's there. She's just, listen, this girl is asking for, she wants everything brand new. I said, hey, listen, honey, college kids don't get everything brand new. You know, you get you two pair of sweats and three t shirts and you make it work. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> You're going to have that child walking around college looking like a. She need more than two T-shirts. She's going to have to go through them clothes she has in her closet. I got you. And organize. And figure it out. And figure it out. What about you? Me? Yeah, Andy, what you been doing? I've been doing voiceover stuff. Got an American Airlines spot. Got a new little thing on Cartoon Network. Got a uh, season two of Jellystone starts taping at the end of the week. So I'm just doing voiceover stuff as always. Nothing exciting. Spent my birthday, well, mom's birthday in New York. And we went to uh, Broadway to see that Michael Jackson 
How play. was that? Oh my God. You would have thought Michael was there. I mean, in the <sighs> very first song where he steps out on a stage, everybody stood up and started screaming. It was crazy. It was so good. It He's felt- a cutie pie. It felt he's a great dancer. Mm-hmm. The speaking, you know, I guess they they hit Michael at like three different points in his life. Um, and so the older, oldest Michael, um, the speaking voice just seems weird to me, you know, that that you would speak in that. Oh, that speak. high falsetto. Yeah, exactly. That part was weird. But the story was good. The dancing was phenomenal. Like at the end, we were arguing over which version of the Michael we like best, the little Michael, the medium Michael, the older Michael, just a really well done production. If you're a fan, then you're going to love it. Yeah, I definitely want to go and see that when I get a chance. I'm going to try to head back out there. I've been... um, it's like uh, usually around this time I'm preparing for the real, but as everybody knows, it got canceled. And it was funny because I have been booked and blessed as people would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I Right now I'm in Vegas working on a show called Magic with the Stars. Oh, cool. It's uh, being headlined by Chris Angel. And he called mm. me out here to be a, a regular judge. So I've been out here and I've been offered a, a bunch of different movie roles and you know I just want to encourage people that when you know you have uh, different changes in your life you know you have to go with the change and Mm -hmm. you also have to lean into your talent you make plans you do things and I mean I I couldn't imagine this in my wildest dreams that I would be you know, going back to what I wanted to go back to, which are movies. Now I'm able to do them. I wasn't able to do them, you know, doing a daytime daily mm-hmm. talk show. Yeah. Um, and now I'm able to, you know, do that. I'm able to do projects. I'm able to create my own projects. So this really is an exciting time. And, you know, I mean, I know that you could probably attest to it, uh, Yo-Yo, of, you know, going to into different mediums when, you know, you were in one lane and then you have to go to another and the opportunities are there. It's just that, you know, people, it's just the humbling to see that people see my work and I'm humbled mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know what I'd love to see, Lonnie? I'd love to see you do some directing. That's what I mean, I'm working with, with yeah. uh, Kevin Hart and his Heartbeat Productions. And shout out to Kevin mm-hmm. Hart. People have to realize Kevin Hart, you know, he is doing so much for Black creatives. Yes, you might see a lot of what he's doing, but also behind the scene, he's giving a lot of opportunities to um, Black females, especially in the directing space, uh, pr- different types of projects. And he's covering the whole gamut and it's through his Heartbeat Productions. And he really wants everybody else to win. And so I'm working with him um, on, you know, directing small shorts mm-hmm. and things like that. Also working with, um, Rob Hardy, who is with, um, was partners with Will Packer. Um, I'm working with him and there's a lot, there's this, like, I won't say underground, but there is a group of black creatives mm-hmm. that, you know, are working together and trying to help each other to sell projects and to create projects. Viola Davis has one. Uh, Octavia Spencer has one. Um, and it was funny because the day of the final show of the reel, um, I got a, a text 
from one of the black creatives and I'm going to keep it a secret until it happens, but they reached out to me and it was just so humbling because you think people, you know, they were very complimentary and they were like, they want to work with me. So there is opportunity mm-hmm. when people see your work. And that's why I always tell people, whatever your passion, you know, I always say it, say it to you, Angie, you know, mm-hmm. I know what your passion is, is, is creating and doing voiceovers and animations and having your own show. You know, I'm, you know, that is there. It's mm-hmm. just that you have to keep working on it. And um, we have to give it up to Cafe Mocha because we've been doing this for so many years. But people recognize the name. They recognize us as host. And you think that, you know, nobody is paying attention. There are a lot of people paying attention, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to Black creatives. So I just want to give that encouragement because I know a lot of people out there that are, you know, trying to make it and trying to get a break. You will. And just, just keep on doing your talent. Keep on whatever it is, whether you're trying to open a business, trying to have a baby, whatever, it will happen. So that's have faith. Thank you, Lonnie Ma. Don't forget to order your tickets to the Salute Them Awards. We're honoring Missy Elliott and a host of trailblazers and future trailblazers who all went to HBCUs. Go to salutethemawards.com. Want a little more of our flavor? Stay right there. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. The Players Choir made a big impression this summer on America's Got Talent. Let's play a little clip. I'll help you carry on. On the line from the Players Choir are former Minnesota Viking, Bryant McKinney, and former Carolina Panther, Michael Gaines. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Woo-hoo! Oh, turn up. Mecklenburg County. Mecklenburg. All right. Yo, first. Okay. Guilford County in the house, <laughs> in the building. What up? <laughs> Let's start here. What made you guys audition for America's Got Talent to begin with? Well, I think uh, what 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 recently happened. Um, the producers saw a uh, a reel on YouTube of us playing uh, or us performing at a uh, annual event um, during the Super Bowl called the Super Bowl Gospel, and, um, and so she saw a whole bunch of ex and current players um, singing, and she reached out to our founder, uh, Melanie Few, and um, and that's how and that's how it happened. A lot of people have never heard of the Players Choir. How long has it been around, and why was it created? Um, the Players Choir, like as the whole choir actually performed for the first time, I believe in 2008, back in Arizona for the Super Bowl. NFL gospel event has been around since I believe like 99, right, Mike? Yeah, 99. Yep. Yeah, so um, it started, I believe, with um, Patty LaBelle was hosting one of the NFL gospel events and had mentioned there was a lot of like nice looking young men in the, in the crowd mm-hmm. that were, you know, players, but she, probably, she felt like they probably couldn't sing. So I felt like that led <laughs> to Miss um, Melanie Few putting together and finding guys in the NFL who actually could sing. And that's kind of where like birthed the choir. 
Oh, oh, that's fabulous. Well, let's talk about the experience that you guys had on America's Got Talent and the response from Simon. Not only to hear what you sound like, but also how quickly you just adapted in like five seconds. It was like, yeah, done. You are good singers. And as importantly, your energy and your story is just amazing. I really love you guys. I do. Well, I, I, I think uh, for everybody, you know, uh, the experience was, uh, it was work. <laughs> Call it what it is. Because, you know, when you're, you know, you have one expectation when you when you talk about a production that big, um, you got one expectation. and But then when you actually go through the, through the process, it, you know, then you kind of take it a lot more seriously, right? And I think the experience, man, was um, being former athletes, we're used to, you know, tackling, you know, certain tasks. And so to shift our minds to singing, because we we good with singing, but to put dance moves on it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everybody ain't got rhythm. Like, exactly. Everybody ain't got rhythm. Like uh, like beat that's true. You know, all the big guys, all the big guys had more rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) And so you know, so I think I think it was it was a wonderful experience. Also, it brought us the guys all together um, because normally we see each other once a year. Uh, We we rarely have time. You know, we you know when we see each other, we talk. You know, you know we see how each other are doing, but also the. The biggest experience is us being together for so long. How many days was it together be? About twelve days, something like that. And, yeah, about twelve uh, to thirteen. Yeah, and and to get to know each other, um, and we are and you hear us always say it reminds us of the locker room mm-hmm. because that's where we build our relationship, and so it was just it's good to to um, be around guys that's like minded, and um, and to go through an experience like that, it, it was great. How did you guys decide which songs to sing? They gave us some Ooh. options of songs to sing, and um, we all, I think, chose something else. But then I believe the network was like, well, this got clear by the first time by this artist. You Maybe you should try this, and it could you know, go over well with the audience. So we figured they knew what they were talking about. So we were like, okay, we might as well just try this instead of something that we were comfortable with. We kind of stepped out our comfort zone and then wanted to try something that they suggested. Yeah. Did you guys know uh, Terry Crews when he, when he played in the NFL? No, Terry a little bit a little older than us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Terry, Terry a little bit more seasoned. You know, he's a little bit more seasoned. No seasoned. I like that. I like that. <laughs> a little seasoned. I like you know that. But the great thing about it is when Terry saw us, he said, right, he understood. Like, it's one thing. And, uh, you know, and we talk about this, you know, me, B-Mac, and the fellas, we talk about this. In front of y'all, we know how to hide our struggles. Because mm-hmm. this is really bigger than singing for us, mm-hmm. if I can be totally honest. It's, mm-hmm. like, really bigger than singing. Uh, we deal with a lot of mental stuff, mental mm-hmm. issues, like, for real. And so when we get together, yeah, we sing and dance, and, yeah, we sound good. But the the therapy we give each other, like, B-Mac can look at me and know when something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can hide that from y'all, right? Mm-hmm. I can hide it from the regular people because from the regular people, oh, he all right. But then when you look up, like, oh, man, something happened. Like, what happened? What triggered it? Mm-hmm. My guys know what it looked like. So 
You know what I'm saying? So Terry Crews, when he seen us, man, it was like, hey, man, we like he was in the locker room. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It never takes that that feeling of family, that feeling of of being a team, never leaves you when you're an athlete. It never, it never does. Mm. So, so who's the better singer, you or Bryant or Michael? <laughs> oh Jesus! Come on now, well, I'm I'm gonna gonna this, is, is, isn't it a competition? More, he, came, he came for more of the church realm. I'm more of the karaoke. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not Depends on the songs we sing. <laughs> so listen, you give me some R&B, I'm just going to stay in the back. But you give me some, let this little light shine, you know. I'm just right. for you know what I'm saying? I'm oh I know God. my strength. I, hey, yo, yo, I know my strength. I know how to play no music. Wait, 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 I know Lottie, don't laugh at me. Can somebody give me a little ham or something? Oh, here can we I go. Little, I can I get a little ham or no, something? No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, can't give, give it to you. No, go ahead, baby. Can't give it to him, see? You said a ham, that's department. You said a ham, that's department. Give me a little bit. Come on, give Yo-Yo a little bit. Yo yo, cousin, you yo yo. How you say no to yo yo? Yo, brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. That's all I'm gonna give you right there. That's, That's good. good. That's Especially under the circumstances, the pressure. Okay. Yo yo, he used to pressure. He a player. Yeah. On the field, okay. Not on the mic, it's Cafe Mocha <laughs> on the line. Brian McKinney and Michael Gaines, uh, former NFL players and are now part of the Players Choir. You know what made you guys want to join? Like you said, um, you guys said that you know you have this pressure and 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 things. Is, is that the reason why you guys wanted to uh, make this choir? Why? Let me start that um, beat and you jump yeah. right in after. Okay. Really, how it started, me and Tommy Harris, when we mentioned the Super Bowl celebration, used to go on stage and sing, and uh, we used to stall. And uh, we we used to use the the, the gospel celebration um, just as an outlet to show our faith. And then what ended up happening is in 08, when guys start showing up, and then they start showing up every year to the choir, because we didn't know if it was going to be a one-year thing, or we didn't know if it was going to be now 15, 14 years. We didn't know. Mm. So, because a lot of the guys were still playing. I know B-Mac was still playing. Myself was still playing. And so, honestly, we didn't know how this was going to go. So, it really formed, God really formed it into how he wanted to be. And so, when, you know, you, we get these opportunities uh, at the Super Bowl Gospel, and trying to find guys in X, Y, and Z, you get guys like, you know, Joe and Nate um, and Trey can really blow you out the water, right? And so um, that's how we originally started. And then God had just brought people like B-Mac. And I'm going to let B-Mac finish up the whole other part. Oh, well, brought people like me because uh, Melanie, if you met my mom and, and talked to her to get me to join and things like that. So it was different avenues and ways that people came in to join the choir. And then I just feel like the more um, exposure the choir got, the more people, you know, wanted to join. Because a lot of athletes are more than just athletes. We um, have a passion in music like myself where I put out a project on an artist back in 09. It got nominated for three Grammys. And then 
like a lot of these athletes play instruments. Like we do other things besides just sports. So I feel like being able to showcase these strong black athletes um, and showing that they're more than just that and that they have like other gifts, I feel like was a great platform. I feel like America's Got Talent has also uh, given us a, a platform to kind of show that to the world now. And um, the program has done, um, during the ESPYs, we did something for LeBron James of uh, uh, Uninterrupted. Um, during the ESPYs and um, just it's given us opportunity now like the NFL teams are, are reaching out for us to do the national anthem and some games and things like that it's just giving more um, exposure basically oh that's gonna be great here's your dose of espresso strong hot news now this is the espresso now that Queen Elizabeth is gone Antigua is rethinking their relationship with the royal family despite years under British rule Antiguan saw their queen every day, though she hadn't been here for 37 years. Her portrait on the local currency, the most tangible connection to a distant monarchy. Within three years, Antigua Barbudo may finally be free. And the governor of New York has filed a state of emergency because they found the polio virus in the wastewater, New York City and several other counties. Polio could be transmitting around, walking around, masquerading like a flu until that we get that first paralyzed person. And by then, many people have been infected. So all this is from unvaccinated people. This weekend, Viola Davis stars in The Woman King. It is a movie that's led by women. And it's a movie that's led by black women. And it's a movie that's led by dark-skinned black women. There is no white savior. Me and my girls packed a movie theater for a field trip to see this. Let's support our stuff. The Espresso is brought to you by Olay Body Wash with skincare super ingredient collagen. Olay Body. That's the Espresso. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Art tells a story, your story, and inspires others in your community to do the same. This Black History Month, AARP is celebrating the undeniable impact and contributions of black art and artists everywhere. We're thrilled to celebrate these creators over 50. Through their work and persistence, they make society a better place by bringing us all closer together. Learn more at aarp.org slash black community. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo, we're talking to retired NFL players Michael Gaines and Bryant McKinney formerly of the Carolina Panthers and the Minnesota Vikings. Who y'all got this year? I only watch the teams I play for. <laughs> so I play for the Vikings, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. So those are the teams I always kind of root for and cheer for. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. The, the Carolina Panthers, Buffalo Bills. So I, you know, I'm, I'm the same. I really watch college ball more than I watch NFL. Wow. Michael, what do you think of... Um, Cam Newton going back to the Panthers. I know our, our home state is pretty excited about that. Well, listen, you know, Cam, you know, uh, <laughs> ooh, that's a little heavy topic right now. But you know what, man, keep getting your money while you can. <laughs> keep getting your money while you can. As long as you got that drive to play, keep playing, Go, keep going after it. You know, I think it's, I think it's a good thing for the city of Carolina. You know, because Cam done a lot for the city. So mm-hmm. I hope he becomes a version of himself. <laughs> so With them stars. Look, he in the choir, so. <laughs> when you're having your mail. Now, see, that ain't the real Cam Newton. Now, that's the, oh, yeah. <laughs> we got, see, the Cam Newton we got in the choir. Mm-hmm. 
See, that's the original Cam Newton. Okay. We, we always, yeah, we always, you know, make a joke on that because Cam Newton uh, that we have in our choir, he's a DB and a uh, real good dude, real good singer and a solid guy. Mm. How do you guys think those Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do? I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Love football wholeheartedly. What, what do you think about them Steelers this year? What, what right, you think? Yeah, I, why do you like Pittsburgh? I was a fan of Jerome Bettis when he played for the Rams. And, okay. And gotcha. He came okay, to L.A., okay. became a great friend and fan and followed his career. Yeah, I'm friends with him, him and his mother, Miss Gladys. Okay, yes. all right, understandable. Because I was like trying to make it make sense. Because I, you know, yeah, I, I, I want to make it make with the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> I want to with the Baltimore Ravens. Y'all are rivals. So I'm yeah. trying to make it understand. Like, what's good? <laughs> 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 oh but um, oh, Pittsburgh. I mean, you know, they might do their thing. Who knows? <laughs> but I want the Ravens. Give them no credit. He don't want to give them no credit at all. I mean, this is their first year without Ben Roethlisberger, so I'm interested to see how they, how well they do. That's, yeah, yeah that's going to be interesting. I'm still mad and that Detroit at, let go of Barry Sanders. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, listen. Listen, let me say this. I didn't want to mention it, but I played for Detroit. I'll never want that on my resume. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> And oh, I played no, against no. y'all a couple times a year because I got drafted to the Vikings. So I played against Detroit a few times, you know, two times a year. So I'm <laughs> used to y'all, used to beating y'all too. You know what? I used to be, I went to an HBCU. I went to Prairie View and University. And our, our, okay. at the time when I went, our football team lost his accreditation. We lost every game. <laughs> I, do I do remember that year. You remember? And then one year yeah, we beat Bramble. Y'all had a long, yeah, y'all had a long losing streak that it year. It was bad. The uh, <laughs> following year. Yeah, it was I bad. remember that. But let's talk about, <laughs> as we close, fellas, let's talk about uh, the importance of sports and how important it can be, especially for our young Black children to participate in it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You want to go first, Michael? Well, um, I, I think, you know, sports just teach you structure. It teaches you responsibility. It, teach you, it teaches you how to just stay on your job, you know, uh, how to build your brother up. You know, how you build your sister up, you know. Um, be accountable. Has, yeah, being accountable. Like, you know, sports, like, here's one reason I like BMAC. Like, even though we ain't, we almost played on the same college, but even though we haven't mm-hmm. played on the same team with this choir, it's almost like a team, right? So right. when BMAC says, hey, I need you to do this, he's keeping me accountable. And the same as sports. Like, when you got a good team, Everybody keeps everybody accountable, everybody on their, you know, on their job. And I just think it's so important for kids to do that. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, it gets the selfishness out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can't be selfish playing a team sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I need everybody to do, you know, I need everybody to lift each other up. So I think it's just very important mm-hmm. uh, just for, this, for the youth to play sports. As far as team, I always say the acronym stands for Together Everyone Achieves More. So that's mm-hmm. like the whole premise around it. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the guy accused of shooting a youth football coach at a game in Dallas and the parents getting so involved in the calling of the referees and the arguments with the coaches? And what do you have to say about how out of hand it's been getting when the parents leave the bleachers and make them their way to the field? 
I think some of these parents are living through their children and wanting their children to kind of go off and be better than them in the sport. And um, it's showing in some of their actions. And they're basically showing that they don't have great sportsmanship. But it's not a great example to, to show your children. And it's also very dangerous because you have other people's family and, and children out there that, you know, could be, you know, mixed up in a crossfire. So I feel like it's a little selfish, too, at the same time. Yeah, and then, and, you know, me me coaching um, and coaching for so long, um, coaches have to get their egos out of this, too, because a lot of that stuff that started, especially in Texas, that's not the only incident. It, I mean, shooting's been happening in Florida. It just ain't getting, it just ain't getting notarized, right? Mm-hmm. Happen, shootings done happen a little bit everywhere, especially down, well, I know it, it goes down with D-Mac is in Miami, right? So the most important thing is, you know, we have to understand, like, these kids, they are still kids. So mm-hmm. to put all this pressure on kids to, because uh, some of these coaches be making bets and, oh, I'm better than you and my team is this and my team is that. Now, when it becomes about the kids, like, that's, I think that's what is missing because um, youth sports now is all about a money thing. You know, I know when I was playing, you had 10 games. Now you got travel ball. You got little kids now playing, like, in one summer, they're playing over 35 games. Mm. Tackle football. What? Oh, listen, if you really do your research on what's going on out here, it's ridiculous. I don't know if B-Mac know, but it's it's ridiculous. Mm. A lot of stuff get caught up in it. And like B-Mac said, you got a lot of parents, you know, they, they living through their kids. They, they're paying out of the pocket. They're paying a whole lot of money for exposure. And and so, you know, they feel like they, you know, they got to say so too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, times have changed, man. Times have changed with these with these um these little league teams and you just you really gotta be safe and you really gotta gotta watch out for yourself. When we played coming up, it was Go more ahead. about playing for fun and being around your friends, but now it's become more of a business yeah. for these kids. And yeah, like now some of the coaches are taking care of the parents because they want the parents' kids to come to play on their team and things yeah. like that. It's more of a business now, even for these young kids. Wow. Yeah. What are your feelings about college players getting paid? To me, honestly, I feel like it's going to take away some of the hunger that some of these kids, you know, will have to get to the next level. I think some some of them can mess them up because they can get satisfied being paid, you know, amounts of money that they, you know, couldn't earn in college. And it may make it may take some of the hunger away. You know what I mean? Some of them may settle mm-hmm. and be okay with that when they could achieve more. But at this, on the flip side, I do think that it's good to be able to give them something because – I remember being in college and trying to get a job. It didn't last long, but you could only make but so much because they felt like it was favoritism. There was a lot of rules about having jobs and being a student athlete as well. So it was like they basically kind of set you up to struggle. But mm-hmm. now it's in a position where I feel like they might be giving you a little too much now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it needs to be a structure to it because it's the wild, wild west out there now. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not against them getting some money. I'm not going to be against because when me and B-Mac were playing, mm-hmm. we couldn't. <laughs> we could, we can barely get a job. <laughs> like, like you you can only make a certain amount of money that summer. Yeah, and you had to cut it off. Like, mm. so it was it was a really grind back in the day. Now, I believe they just need a structure. You know, I believe every kid and I and here's the funny thing: I had a um I had a roundtable on this. I believe every kid needs to walk out of out of college with at least a hundred thousand dollars. 
here is here's the reason why if they play. If, yeah, if you play sports, and here's the reason. The only reason why I said that is because we don't have a head start like other kids. Mm. Like when you're in the sport, you're in your sport. I tell people all the time. I went to school to play football. I got my degree for my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when your focus, I mean, and I don't know um, B Max story, but my focus was on making it. I I lived in the shotgun house. I I understand. I, I'm a country boy. I I know what it is. It's just eating bread and water. Like I was never going back to that. <laughs> I wanted to get my parents, and you know, so my focus was so was so football, 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 and I knew I needed education to go. That's you know what I'm saying. So I gotta make it. But now these kids come in, like B Max said, these kids coming in with a million dollars. You making more money than your coach. Yeah, that's true. What do y'all think about what Deion Sanders is trying to do with the HBCUs and give more, I guess, credibility um, to HBCUs? Yeah, I like it because um, a lot of a lot of us, you know, are black. So (laughs) majority of the NFL and everything. So it's like, you know, in the past, it always made it seem like if you went to an HBCU that you wouldn't get drafted because they didn't really look at those schools. When in fact those schools, you know, in the NFL is made a majority of us. So I like the fact that you shine a light on that and making, you know, kids feel like it's okay, even if you're a top recruit, to still go to HBCU and have a chance to go to the league. So I applaud that. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I back them. I, you know, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm from the Hill, baby. Oh, go Rattlers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was a fan you Rattlers fan. You know, go Rattlers, baby. I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. I'm I'm with I'm with that. I I love what he's doing. Black college, baby. I love it. Well, we love you too. Thank y'all for you know um, coming in and spending some time with us. It's always good to talk to two down brothers, Brian McKinney, Michael Gaines of the NFL Players Choir. I can't wait to hear y'all some more. And I'm gonna see y'all at the Super Bowl yes. performing. That's how well, come on over there. Come on in the room. <laughs> All right, brothers. Take care. <laughs> All right, y'all be blessed. Thank you so much. That's the show. The Salute Them Awards is live this year. And guess who's co-hosting? Sexy Lamont Rocker. We're honoring a bunch of amazing HBCU alum, including Reverend Jesse Jackson and Missy Elliott. Did I mention it's live from the National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C.? Mm-hmm. RSVP by going to SaluteThemAwards.com. That's SaluteThemAwards.com. Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.